Um, how did you find Mariah Carey in, uh, in Russia? And what was it like your first time discovering her? It was incredible because I heard the song that I love the most, My All. That was My the All, biggest okay. hit in Russia at that time, 2001, 2002. Uh, we had CDs back then. And uh, I got uh, for my like 11th or 10th birthday, I got the CD player. It was like a very expensive thing. Yeah, Not everybody thanks. could afford it. And, oh, yeah. uh, I had two CD, Whitney Houston and CD of Mariah Carey. It was like essential, like best of Mariah Carey. It was like not even uh, like a real CD. It was like a copy of a real CD uh, <laughs> that was sold as a real CD. The whole thing. Um, and I was just listening to her nonstop. And then I had her entire collection of all of her albums. And every single day for like a few years, I was like missing school. I was like, I'm going to stay home. I'm going to copy what I'm hearing because I didn't speak English and I didn't mm -hmm. study English back then. Right. So uh, I started I started learning English. It's actually really funny from the titles of her songs in the back of her CD. I was oh, like, wow. vanish. What is it about? I'm going <laughs> to this, you know, we didn't even have Internet back then. But yeah. I had this vocabulary, like uh, like a little book, like a mm -hmm. dictionary, dictionary. It's like, okay, vanishing song. Okay, I'm going to go and look what it, what it means. That's how I started learning, started expressing my interest in English. And then I went to English school uh, where it got easier to, to study um, because we were reading a lot and listening to like, audio recordings and all, all that stuff. Uh, but yeah, Mariah, I get a lot from people. Oh, you sound like Mariah. You look like her. And I'm like, it doesn't offend me. Like, it's, it's, it's great to be um you know like your idol right i don't mean that she's the only idol that i have because mm -hmm. i'm just influenced by all kinds of artists i love r&b i love gospel music i love kim burrell i love lauren hill i love music uh, with lauren swag i love soul music uh india re um who else cc vinans whitney houston obviously so i've been listening to a lot of different artists and mariah she was the one she started this whole thing for me my Definitely. interest and my my love for uh, American music started from Mariah but then nice. Leo Black. Cooper Phillip welcome to the show we'd love to hear your journey let's Thank go you. where should I start I was born in Russia um, okay. my parents are classical musicians I grew up in opera house. I studied ballet uh, and started playing piano and harp at the age of six and seven, and pretty much was surrounded by music since the time I can remember myself. Um, I started singing around 10 years old. Uh, my biggest influence uh, is Mariah Carey. Nice. I basically, the time I heard her, I was like, wow, she's cosmic and I wanna be able to do what she's able to do. And it took me some time to figure out how to do it. Obviously not some time, a lot of time. So I spent <laughs> years, like decades uh, studying techniques and you know, working with different vocal coaches. I got master degree in Russia um, and bachelor of vocal performance. And I've participated in um, like dozens of singing competitions all over like Russia first, then all over Europe and then all over the world uh, between the time of like, um, early 2000s till the end of 2000s where I actually immigrated in 2009 I came to America to New York 
uh, I've been cruising around, like, you know, participating in singing competitions and winning a lot of them. So it was really beneficial, not only for my um, experience, but also for getting my extraordinary visa in the United States, which I got in 2011, two nice. years after I arrived. I spent two years in New York. Um, I was hustling. It was definitely like life from scratch, new culture. I didn't speak any language. I was like like this little fish. I understand almost everything, but I, I'm afraid to speak back. Um, yeah. Lots of uh, lots lots of judgment, you know. It's it's part of my culture. I'm coming from. It's if you're doing it, do it perfectly, or don't do it at all. So it's a very high expectation of everything. So for me, it was really hard to step out of my comfort zone with uh, new world, new mentality, new language, mm -hmm. new person in me. Mm -hmm. So it was really interesting to see myself grow and um, kind of like overcoming all those like mental bullshit that I've had right. a lot of when I came. Um, that's pretty much my journey to be short. Um, but yeah, now I live in LA. I moved um, back in 2012. I spent two years in New York. Uh, I moved to LA 2012 and I started working with all kinds of different musicians, producers. Uh, I got signed twice by independent record labels and uh, it was great experience, but for some reason, some of the things that were promised, obviously it's LA, uh, uh, weren't delivered. And uh, by the time my, my agreement was like running out with the management company and the label, mm -hmm. um, I kind of like separated myself from them and uh, decided to start doing everything by myself mm -hmm. because I was very, not entitled so much, but I was expecting people work for me. I thought I'm the talent, I'm an artist, do the work for me. So I had that type of expectation of things. Right. And then when I um, stayed by myself and started making music and started releasing music on my own, I started learning the industry, all of the patterns of the industry, networking with other people. So, so I grew so much lately uh, in the sense of self creative, um, you know, but it's been a great journey. I'm really grateful. Uh, me like 10 years ago, uh, coming from Russia, um, and me now, it's like two different people, completely different people. Yeah. Dope, dope. That's inspiring, man. That's a great story. It felt like you definitely took a leap of faith and you landed, you know, you landed safely. So congrats on, on that journey and being able to do that. I want to go back to the beginning when you said you were inspired by Mariah Carey. Um, how did you find Mariah Carey in, uh, in Russia? And what was it like your first time discovering her? It was incredible because I heard the song that I love the most, My All. That was My the All, biggest okay. hit in Russia at that time, 2001, 2002. Uh, we had CDs back then. And uh, I got uh, for my like 11th or 10th birthday, I got the CD player. It was like a very expensive thing. Yeah, Not everybody thanks. could afford it. And, oh, yeah. Uh, I had two CD, Whitney Houston and CD of Mariah Carey. It was like essential, like best of Mariah Carey. It was like not even uh, like a real CD. It was like a copy of a real CD uh, <laughs> that was sold as a real CD, the whole thing. Um, and I was just listening to her nonstop. And then I had her entire collection of all of her albums. And every single day for like a few years, 
I was like missing school. I was like, I'm going to stay home. I'm going to copy what I'm hearing because I didn't speak English and I didn't mm. study English back then. Right. So uh, I started I started learning English. It's actually really funny from the titles of her songs in the back of her CD. I oh, was like, wow. vanish. What is it about? I'm going <laughs> to this, you know, we didn't even have Internet back then. But yeah. I had this vocabulary, like uh, like a little book, like a mm. dictionary, dictionary. It's like okay, vanishing song. Okay, I'm gonna go and look what it what it means. That's how I started learning, started expressing my interest in English. And then I went to English school, uh, where it got easier to to study um, because we were reading a lot and listening to like audio recordings and all all that stuff. Uh, but yeah, Mariah, I get a lot from people. Oh, you sound like Mariah. You look like her. And I'm like, it doesn't offend me. Like it's 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 great to be um you know like your idol right i don't mean that she's the only idol that i have because mm -hmm. i'm just influenced by all kinds of artists i love r&b i love gospel music i love kim burrell i love lauren hill i love music oh, with lauren swag i love soul music uh india re um who else cc vinans whitney houston obviously so i've been listening to a lot of different artists and mariah she was the one she started this whole thing for me my Definitely. interest and my my love for uh american music started from mariah but then nice. i've been i've been listening to all kinds of different artists tv wonder obviously quincy jones tamia brian mcknight like the list goes on and on justin timberlake like all kinds of music and i have classical back background as well because my parents are classic classical musicians so I grew up listening to the most famous operas and ballets of the world. So I know a lot about classical music. And I think it was very beneficial for me to be like, like growing up in Brownings really helped me to understand music better because yeah. I believe everything comes from classical. And just those like Russian composers and Italian composers, all those melodies, all those like operas, uh, kind of like giving you that, right taste in music i would yeah. say understanding melodical and harmony so you by the time you get to the place where you're like okay what type of artist should i be what do i like by the time you ask that question to yourself you already kind of know what's not for you what's for you so it was definitely very beneficial to be raised in that surrounding so i'm really grateful to be part of this whole classical culture to begin with, but I actually hated playing piano because yeah. my first instrument was piano. And my teacher, she was, she was a little freaky. She was calling me um, like a bad word at, at our lessons and like uh, saying, play, throwing my charts away. Like you stupid, just play. And my mom didn't notice that until last year in musical, mm -hmm. in musical school. And she's like, wow, was this happening the entire time? I'm like, yeah. So I'm just used to being yelled at all the time. Oh. Uh, she was not the worst teacher. She was actually a really good piano teacher. She was just like not, I guess, caring about kids and throwing a lot of aggression towards them. Right. But it's fine. You know, it's fine. That's why I'm like not in love with the piano because I think teacher um, is really important. Okay. You can look up to it now that you're inspired by this person. You're studying from this person. You, you like... It's an amazing journey, but right. for me, piano wasn't, and sing was from the very beginning because 
I really didn't have a teacher besides my mom. She was helping me to learn all the like rips and runs from Mariah songs. She's like, if you can repeat it, go open up like the keyboard and try to play it. You'll see what you're playing and then you can sing it. So she's teaching me how to do it. And then slowly, slowly, I was going through the hardest rips and runs and repeating them slowly, then speeding them up. And then I had teachers, of course. But I guess my love for Mariah started like many, many years ago and helped me to understand what type of artist I want to be because I've always been like attracted to this type of music. I never wanted to sing in Russian. That's why I left when I was 19. I said, bye-bye, Russia. Sorry, I have to go. I have better place to be and better, greater things to do. That's awesome. Here I am. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, that, that personality definitely got you ready for the States, I'm sure, especially going to New York first. Was it, was it like your first time in the States coming from Russia? Um, I felt like home for the first time in my life. Uh, I ended up um, at a Central Park. Nice. Uh, my friend, my classmate, who, who were there also um, as a tourist, and he worked during summer, um, like riding tourists, driving tourists around the park. Okay. Uh, he brought me to Central Park. He gave me his uh, laptop and said, just go sit, wait, like for three hours, I'm going to just ride and I'm just going to come meet you. And it was right after my flight. So I just came in, I flew in. Uh, I'm very sleepy. I'm very jet lagged. It's my first ever plane trip ever. Like, so Russia, Washington, Washington, New York. It's my first ever flight in my life. So I'm like very dizzy, very tired, jet lagged. I'm sitting on the, on the grass in the park with my friend's laptop, with my uh, bummer and like a hat and I have some money uh, in my pocket and I have my passport in my backpack and I'm laying down on the grass it's actually a really funny story <laughs> and I'm out for three hours I'm so tired so I'm falling asleep and I don't remember how that happened in three <laughs> hours I'm opening up my eyes I'm like oh shit shoot probably I probably got robbed or maybe I'm even dead. Because if in Russia, you're going to go sleep in the park, you're going to be at least robbed, maybe killed. I don't know. It was kind of like really weird. It was kind of a stereotypes, obviously. We were just really scared about what could happen. But uh, I laid on the grass. Um, I'm waking up three hours later. And I can't find any space like where I see green grass. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm probably dead. <laughs> I'm opening up my eyes getting myself up and I see people in bikinis sitting on this grass, on this covered blankets. And for me, that was the first like cultural shock. I was like, Ooh, this is my country. I love it already. <laughs> that, that was like a second day. And then um, my first gig was Russian restaurants in Brooklyn. Nice. Uh, then after that, I applied for my extraordinary visa and I got it shortly. Maybe it took me like a year or so to get it. Um, I got my green card right away and, uh, I got noticed by, uh, independent label. Nice. Uh, what, what label was that? What was your first label you signed uh, to? Great. Uh, it's called gray wall, gray okay. wall. It, it's not like a really well-known label. It was an independent label. Just the guy who wanted to, um, become a label and become a producer, I guess. And he noticed me and he signed me, which was amazing. And he brought me to LA, um, 
to record with amazing producers and amazing writers. So I got introduced to the most amazing writers and producers at that time. I saw LA and I'm like, I'm not going back to New York. I like New York. <laughs> so my mom was living with me back then uh, in Brooklyn. Uh, and the only way I could make money was singing in Russian clubs and I had to sing in Russian. And I was very upset about it. I felt, oh my God, I came to America. I really want this career, but I have to do something that I don't want to do, quite frankly. And, but honestly, looking back now, uh, I feel that it was such a great experience that made me stronger artist because I had to sing three nights in a row, 9 p.m. through 4 a.m. with one break. You sing 30, 40 songs a night and you have to wow. dance and do background. And you have to know all kinds of material from Russian, Ukrainian, um, Mid-Eastern, um, American, classical songs, 90s R&B. Like you have to know so many songs. Mm. So it was actually a great experience, but it was definitely overwhelming in the sense of like, you consistently like, you going on and on. And it's like very like, um, just just hard. Yeah, it's hard yeah, physically. It's intense, emotionally. for sure. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you that's music. Right. You came up uh, definitely doing performances. That's a big part of your brand. Uh, who inspires your stage performance? I love Beyonce. Beyonce. And as, yeah. Um, when I started talking about myself, I told you that I spent five, six years going to ballet school in Russia. Uh, it didn't go. It didn't go completely. So uh, I'm not dancing as much as I want to right now, just because I'm just busy with other things. And maybe I'm just lazy. I don't know, but I would love to go back to better shape and dance more. But what I is it about Beyonce that does it for you? Uh, I would say sexuality and strength at the same time. To me, she's not overly sexy, um, but her voice, her body language, and her attitude speaks to me. Like it resonates with me because I, I went to four Beyonce's live shows. One in LA, one in New York, and two in Russia. And each show made me feel like she's definitely the best performer. She, she's the best performer on this planet to me. In terms <laughs> right. of everything, her singing, her dancing, her swag. Um, yeah, I'm really inspired by her. By her, I think she's very confident when she's on stage. I'm learning that from her. And obviously, the, just the vocals, flawless, you know. Just Thanks. love her. Did you watch yeah. the Grammys yes, like yesterday, last night? No, 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 I yeah. will tonight, actually. Yeah. I'll say one of the Grammy with Megan Thee Stallion. Have you heard the song Savage? Yeah, I heard that. about it. Yeah. I think it's a cool record. I think Beyonce can go many different directions right now because she's, a, you know, like, um, I think somebody, um, this really famous producer, I forgot his name, uh, shoot. Somebody said about her uh, that Beyonce doesn't need a hit because she's a hit. You know how many people are saying, oh, Beyonce is a great artist, but like, where's the hit? Where's the hit? You know, and like, she's a hit herself. She doesn't need a hit. So right. I think uh, because of her strength and her brand and her influence over the years, she's been like, she took a niche forever in the music history. I think she can do whatever she wants. And every single time she puts out music in a style or genre, we wouldn't like expect like oh my god this this song this is not really Beyonce it's it's very like too urban it's like maybe <laughs> it's not maybe what is that and then you're like right. oh I actually like that song 
I actually like that song. Yeah, it's it's actually really cool. So she's definitely setting a trend for music, no matter what she's coming with, you know. Mm -hmm. So I just love her personality. I think she's very knowledgeable, very kind. I think she's very classy. I really appreciate classiness in artists, you know, like dignity that you carry through your entire career. And it's a rarity, I think. I think Mariah has that dignity, like a diva era, like Whitney, you know, Facts. and Beyonce definitely has it. Has that. Thanks. Um, earlier, you speak on coming up with CD players. I mean, obviously, we evolved since then. We got iPods. We do everything from our phone now, you know, with DPSs. Um, and you've been able to, to pretty much garner this new era with social media. Like you have hundreds of thousands of followers, millions of streams. Um, what was it like your first time, like going viral? You got your video head over heels. That's over five million streams right now. What was it like your first time going viral, and you know being able to transition into you know the new social media era? I think uh, from the very beginning, my personality uh, is quite not mysterious, but I'm very close person, and I okay. taught myself how not to be so deep inside because everything I'm like. I think I'm an introvert in my music as well. I love to think, I love to be alone. I love to make decisions alone. But when I speak to other people, people are like, you're an extrovert. You're like so playful. You're funny. You like you stand up comedy woman. Because with my <laughs> friends, I'm, I'm really, people laugh at me all the time. And I love when people laugh. Uh, but in terms of music, because I was so afraid to speak up as an artist, because I came from a different culture where you have to be like somebody else to make it. If you're different, yeah. 1%, something is wrong about you. America right. is all about, oh, there's 1% wrong about you. You're so cool, you know? So that was kind of a shift that I had to make myself. Um, and it took some time to just adapt to this new mentality. And then the era of Instagram, what I did was very simple. I've had PR companies working for me, all kinds of different PR companies telling me what to do. And it wasn't super successful. Mm -hmm. It was some movement, but it wasn't like, crazy big movement. I thought my potential is much bigger than what I've had going on. Right. And then one night when I had about 14,000 followers on Instagram, I sat down and I said, okay, let's put like a goal, like something like attainable, like hundred thousand followers. How do I get to hundred thousand followers? Right. What do I need to do? And then I came up with the idea that night because I love to sit down, just think at night and lots of creative thoughts and the songs and titles come to me at night because I'm a very night person. Um, and I decided, what if I find pages on Instagram who can post my content, what I can sing the best, and some other people who don't follow me yet can follow me because they would like to see what I'm doing. Thanks. So I reached out to, it was three, four years ago. It doesn't, it doesn't work like this these days because we have so much more other platforms and things like TikTok and likes and everything else uh, going into like even more like virtual type of like quick short attention spin world even shorter than before so yeah. I reached out to over 100 pages on Instagram saying hey I'm an artist I would love to be featured on your page um, here's my stuff what do you think some people were like oh my god your stuff is great we're just gonna post you some were like okay just pay $30 and we're gonna post you so I basically um in eight months, I've purchased and got featured over 300 times on the wow. pages like that from 10,000 to 3 million. 
And I reached out personally. I, I reached out to them by myself through emails or directly through Instagram. And uh, at that time, uh, the most viral thing that happened to me at the time was 2016, where um, the audience from those cover blogs came to my page. Uh, and in eight months after I decided on doing so, uh, I got 100,000 followers and was all real people who came from those pages to follow me. And that time I'm dropping my first single, party by myself, and people just click link and buy in three months and it's over a million streams on Spotify. And Spotify just been starting slowly back then. Nobody right. was like going crazy about Spotify as right. like these days. So you it was one of the things that I paid for a million views for sure. <laughs> yeah, so it was really great to see that the song is growing and going viral sort of thing. And but also at that time, the music I was making, I was not 100% honest with my with my true self. Because I thought I want to create cool music, trendy, something hot right now. But it was not something that I actually wanted to create as an artist. So that was a big disconnect because the song was growing and I've been performing it, but it didn't really connect to me, to my soul. So I started okay. doing more like adult contemporary, bluesy, R&B, soul stuff lately. And this is definitely what I want to put out. Like Head Over Heels was written 10 years ago. Wow. Uh, okay. It was a completely song with a completely different production. But then over the time of the quarantine, um, I got, got with um, amazing producer. His name is PK. He's got Be My Awards for Fine China Records with Chris Brown. Nice. Uh, worked with many celebrities like Tony Breckman, uh, 2 Chains. Uh, Chris Brown, um, and he's the person that I can not only trust in terms of the sound, he knows exactly what he's doing and I don't ever have to say anything. I don't even ask him for like, oh, change that. I don't like this chord. Like, it's just like magic watch him, you know, just work around the music. So I brought Head Over Hills and some other old songs that I never released uh, and we just created completely new sound. And I'm very happy because it's 100% me right now. That's the happiest thing because Every single artist, if you ask, what artist wants? Obviously, every, everybody wants, oh, the Grammys, luxury life, popularity, to be famous. I'm at this time of my life right now where I appreciate quality. I appreciate consciousness so much in music. So I'm so happy that I got to the place where I can be honest with myself and create music that I want. And I wish not to become popular, not to become a Grammy award-winning artist. I want that too. But the most important thing for me right this moment is quality of my music and making sure that my music touches hearts and make people feel certain way, make people think about certain things. I want the music to stand out. Nice. That's the nice. main goal right now. We talk about head over heels going viral, the music video. What was, what was your response like once you put that out and you've seen, you know, one million views, two million views, three million views, and just kept going up from there? What was that like? It was very shocking to me because I was not expecting that at all. Yeah. Uh, and it was definitely a new vibe visually because I completely changed my look for that video. Nice. It's the first video that I did where I'm actually dancing. Yeah. Like as a dance artist almost. Yeah. Uh, I had to rehearse choreography. It was a very unique process of creating this video because I actually shot it in Ukraine. Um, right. I teach um, whips and runs and I have my, my 
vocal technique, vocal method that I created, I teach like around the world. I go to different countries. I went to 19 countries. Um, in the in the past two years, I went to 19 countries and taught over 7,000 singers. Oh, wow. um, and uh, I was in Ukraine uh, doing master classes. And I found this director who I fell in love with his work, Maxim Getman, who actually directed this video. Uh, and I approached him and I said, hey, I have a song. I would love to see if we can you know, do a video. He's like, oh my God, yes, of course. And we had amazing choreographer from this famous Ukrainian band, Kazaki. Uh, they basically started this whole Vogue heels, uh, three guys dancing on heels, very nice. big. Um, he choreographed that dance and uh, we rehearsed 10 days in a row with the, with the dancers uh, before the shoot. And it was the biggest production for me ever in my life because I've never worked with 67 crew members on set. 67 oh, wow. people were on set making this video happen. It's like Jeez. crazy. And also Ukraine, it's, it's crazy because you can, the cost of production there is like so low. You know, you can get amazing result with your with result with your video, an amazing production for very small amount of money, awesome. very small. Uh, plus, plus they have a very unique vision, and um, I felt like it's gonna look different, you know. And I wanted to look. I didn't want to cast like diva mainstream video. I wanted to do something not so very mainstream. Nice. And um, I think we got to the point where we got what I, I, I expected. Nice. Obviously, visuals, music videos is a big part of your brand. You got some amazing music videos, by the way. Um, your latest music video is Thank not you. perfect. Um, how do you come up with the concept for these music videos? Uh, usually, I come up with some ideas that I share with directors, and then take it to the, they take it to the next level. Okay. For the not perfect music video, I always wanted to show that people you can never judge people by the way they look because right. you don't know their real strength because the real right. strength is always deep inside. Right. And the concept uh, in the video, you can watch the video and you can you know uh, understand it your own way. It's it's. It's open. It's not like it's the story and it goes from A to Z and it's just like that. Everybody's watching this video saying, oh my God, you're so like, you're so brave. You're trying things that you cannot do and you're failing at them, but you're like, you're not perfect. But the original idea of the video was we're showing different characters, plus size model, uh, girl fighter, who's a very small young girl, but she can fight. This plus size, a plus size model who's beautiful and she's heavy and she's big but she's so confident in her beauty, right? Mm -hmm. And we have this guy who's making a bakery. He's like um, athletic guy, but he's doing, you know, uh, some, some stuff that people won't expect him to be doing. Right. So the whole idea behind that video was to show people from deeper inner side, like to make people feel that we don't, we shouldn't judge people by the way they look, right. by the way they, the car they drive, the, the clothes they wear, you know, because I've been always judged all the time. Uh, you know, sometimes I go to the studio, I park my car four blocks away because I don't want people to think that, you know, I'm somebody, you know, I'm not because, you know, LA is very flashy town. I have a song uh, actually about it. It's called Selfish. And it starts with, I know there's no snow in LA, but it's sure full, sure full of a lot of flakes. So it's, <laughs> 
definitely the truth about the city, not because it's a bad place and people are bad. No, it's in a place of opportunities. It's just like everybody's trying to be successful and people just running overhead and jumping through different, different, you know, things. So um, I'm just trying to make people feel that they should probably pay attention to deeper stuff. Right. Not only like, not only like commercial or like physical side. Right. Uh, and uh, what I'm learning for myself that it's wrong to judge at all. Who, mm-hmm. who, who are we to judge anybody, you know? And in my music, it's, it's something that I love to, to talk about. Judgment, self, like high expectations, um, failings and like getting up and being strong and, and making sure that you actually doing it because you're in charge of your destiny and kind of like very inspirational topics in my music because this is my true story uh, i'm on my own nobody's like supporting me besides my family and my fans and i appreciate that i value that so much because you know when you're just an immigrant uh and you strongly believing in your dream and you're following your dream and you breaking all of the like stereotypes and you basically changing your life completely going nowhere without any idea of what's going to happen to you uh to a different country without anything without like with nothing um is definitely what i've noticed really inspires people to follow right. stories like that and uh i'm just trying to be i would say the best version of myself every single day i'm trying to learn i believe if you like staying still and you just living through a success and not growing it's it's wrong it's degrading uh when i when i had four million views with this video for a day i was like oh my god i have four million. and then the next day i was like so what cooper move on <laughs> create more something else today i actually uh before um uh, i called you a few hours before like this morning uh, i had my first national tv interview with uh fox good morning las vegas where they talked mm-hmm. about the success and i'm like is it really happening to me? Like, sometimes you feel so down, you like, nothing is really going on in your life. And then one day you like, trying to do like, is it happening to you? All these people, they want to talk to you about your success. So it's really important, little by little, give appreciation and gratitude to every single step of your way, even if it's not, you know, Grammys or like millions of dollars in the bank. I think it's important to have appreciation for every day, for every little um, decision, for every little um, achievement. I think that's right. really, really important. That and I'm it. telling it to you, sharing my kind of wisdom, but I also tell it to myself because sometimes it's hard. Sometimes yeah. it's hard to feel yeah. that you're doing something amazing and it's not as successful as you think it should be. Yeah. But then, you know, so it's, it's just life. And you have to grow and you have to continuously like climb that wall, climb that mountain until you at the top. It's all mentality. It's all inner balance. It's all, it's all inside. Exactly. Um, We talked a little bit about your studio process. You pulling up to the studio. Um, How how is your vibe in the studio from the writing to the recording to the engineering, mix and mastering? I usually. What's your process like in the studio? Yeah. I usually write and record the same day. For me, 
the best recordings emotionally, the best connection with the song I'm recording happens the time I'm writing it because it's really true feeling and it really carries through a lot of emotion. Um, so I usually come to the studio already knowing the topic of the song because I come up with all of my titles by myself. And usually I think about things a lot and I write them down either in, in my notebook in my phone or somewhere else. Uh, and if I you know, understand that, okay, I got this cool idea and it's, it's cool to talk about it. Let's write a song about it. So I come into the studio and I'm like, okay, the vibe should be like that. I want the bass, bass line to be like reference, like this Charlie Puth song, I love that bass. And that like Billie Eilish song, I like that strings. And I like that harmony from this other song. And then I bring a lot of ideas already. So I'm kind of like conducting the process from top to bottom, from A to Z. Uh, and then uh, I'm writing with amazing writer Maya Marie. Uh, she wrote lots of songs for Britney Spears. She's a great right. artist herself, and we're vibing with her. Uh, like she's, we have chemistry, and nice. we we're able sometimes to write a song from scratch, the track, the melody, and record it with all of the backgrounds arrangements within like hour and a half, two hours, mm -hmm. for, like complete song. And then I live with it. I listen to it. For like a week or so and i'm like okay i want to change that line here i can do better there or this part should go so i just live with it i come back to the studio and record parts of the vocals but usually with this team it's it's pretty it's so quick it's nice. like boom boom the song is ready in, in this quarantine process like uh since april to october um I've been writing a song per week. So I'm going to the studio, I get a song. So I have 18 songs right now oh, wow. in my yeah, pocket. Oh, constant. When we dropping the album, I can, we get a release, can we get a release date on the Leo Black show? Yeah, sure. I would love that. Yeah, I don't know yet about the release because I'm still thinking, should I put EP out? Should I put an album? Of course, as an artist, I really want to have an album because album is an album, you know? Nice. So I'm thinking about it right now. I just really want to make sure that the music is really tight and also i'm really excited about uh a feature that i'm doing with this amazing crazy artist duran bernard probably know who he is of course uh, he is uh yeah he is really dope and i played him we met at stevie makey's party uh i played him some of my music and I played that particular song and he's like oh this is cool let's do a feature can i cut my vocals here and I'm like, yeah, sure. So he got his vocals and tomorrow we're shooting a music video for it. So stay tuned. Nice. I'm really excited about this collab. That should be fun. Yeah. Um, and we talked about Charlie yeah. Poof, Deron Bernard. Um, obviously you're around a lot of men um, in the industry. Uh, what's your ideal guy as far as like dating? Would you, would you date an industry guy or would you date like a regular nine to five? you know, type of guy that, that uh, might necessarily understand. I don't think it style. matters to me. Okay. I don't think it matters. I think, I think it's about the person, the chemistry, uh, and just doesn't really matter. I okay. think um, it's all about the, person, the character, the charisma, the, the vibe, the understanding of who I am and what I'm trying to do. Because, you know, music industry sometimes could be rough because you always want to look available. Like you yeah. go everywhere, people look at you like fresh meat, but I'm actually married. <laughs> You're going to be shocked. Really? And what? my husband, he's not music. Yeah, he's not in the music industry. And every single time I go to a red carpet, he's like, baby, don't wear a ring. You should look available. He understands. He gets it. He gets it. And I'm not uh, hiding the fact I'm married. 
and I'm not trying to push for it. I'm not staying everywhere. You know, I'm married. So for me, my personal life goes separately from my artist career. And uh, my family is very supportive of me, but my husband, he's not from the music industry, um, like at all. It, he understands what I'm trying to do because he's always stays like in the shade. Right. And is he from the States, Russia? Yeah, yeah he's from California. Oh, awesome. Nice, yeah. you a California boy. Yeah, so he's... Uh, <laughs> Um, he's always correcting my English and awesome. my English actually got much better with his corrections, <laughs> which okay. is really awesome. Let's, yeah. let's talk about your, uh, your latest single, the medley, you know, that she just released not too long ago. Um, how did that come about? Um, so I've been a fan of Tommy for, I don't know, 15, 20 years now, since the first mm -hmm. time I, I heard it. She's amazing. I, she's one of my favorite singers. Nice. Like, Mariah Whitney like she's in that league uh, she has crazy range and when I was a little girl I was attempting to hide to hit those high notes and I've been always like oh my god she just has such high voice it's impossible to hit those notes in a row and then for me it was like a big vocal achievement when I decided to do this um, madly I've always wanted to do like two songs uh, and I picked those two officially missing you and uh, you put a move in my heart and I have amazing piano player, uh, Clifton Williams, who's actually Babyface's uh, musical director. Awesome. Uh, he's a friend of mine. Uh, we've been playing together many, many shows and we're working together for, like for five or six years now. Um, he comes over to my place and I'm like, okay, we're gonna do this. Let's do this. Um, how can we do this? I'm like, okay, let's start with this song. And we're kind of like creating, vibing and finding a way to make it interesting, like, you know, classy. So we recorded the piano, then I went to the studio, I recorded the vocals and we shot the video. Uh, and I was just really happy that I can remind people that there's music out there that's quite not forgotten, but I wish I could sing more music like that because I nice. love that era. And I think it's uh, the most amazing era for vocalists, for singers. It's, it's right. insane how people like sing in that years. And I kind of feel like I want to bring it back. I miss that. I As miss that should, era yeah. in, in, in mainstream music. I really right. miss it because it's not about big singing. It's about textures in the voice, cool, trendy stuff. I love the music that's going on right now. Don't, don't get me wrong, but I really miss that big singing era of like R&B of the 90s and the 80s. Awesome. Well, you left us with a lot. It, cool it wasn't that cover a lot. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, is there anything you want to leave the people with? Any inspiring artists moving out the country to the States, pursue their dreams? Any advice? Anything you want to leave people with before we get out of here? My advice is keep going and keep believing because if you don't believe in yourself, nobody will. You have to really believe. That's everything starts with faith, with true ideas, with creativity, and don't be afraid to express. That that's my advice because we are the same, we, we are equally talented. And the talent for me is not the ability of singing, right. it's ability of expressing gift and working on your gift. So right. just just keep keep working, keep going. Don't question yourself, just do things. Just keep, keep moving. And one day it's gonna happen. One day it's gonna be that day when you're gonna say, hmm, wow, I actually did it. I'm here. Can I, could I imagine five years ago that I'm gonna be in this position? Wow, right? That's it just takes a lot of intelligence, a lot of work, a lot of belief. Just, just keep working. 
and do awesome. it. That's some great advice, Cooper Phillips. Um, any any uh, like links you want to drop? Social media now that you garnered a whole new fan base. You're on the Leo yeah. Black Show. People can follow you. Yes. Um, my Instagram is Cooper Phillip. Uh, I have also my YouTube. You you can just put Cooper Phillip and all of my music videos and all of my stuff will pop up. Um, I also have my Russian educational page that I'm for now just doing in Russian but I'm planning to do it in English as well. It's called Biophonics. It's also on Instagram where I share tips for singers okay. uh, who wants to sing riffs and breathing stuff. Um, yeah, I have Facebook page, but I'm mostly like active on my Instagram. All so, right, for sure. Yeah, follow me there. All right, we're definitely going to tap in. Yeah. Cooper, thank you for all that you do and tune in here on the Leo thank Black you so Show. Thank so much, Leo. Look forward to following your career for sure.